Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm having a pretty productive morning considering the night of sleep I just had. Yeah, you've been, well, you had a bad night of sleep. You talked about it on Instagram, but you've been on fire. You've got that new year energy going with like all of your goals and everything that you're doing for the podcast. And yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I I mean, basically, we've been just putting out the podcast. We just put it out. That's as much as we do. We we show up every week. <laughs> we share the planets and stars. I share my fucking whatever's going on in my life with you. And here and there, you know, we, we made the book together. So that was like a big step. That was kind of like a six-month endeavor. And mm-hmm. that's been awesome. But other than that, like we've had some pretty good success. Our numbers are great. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone that listens, that Mm. shares. I got so many amazing messages on Instagram this week. And I love hearing from you guys because Mm. well, number one, it used to be just me and Scott in my living room. And now it's just me by myself because Scott is on zoom over here. Um, So it feels really nice (laughs) when you guys write me messages and let me know how, you know, how the planets are affecting you. And if you connect with me, I think that's just, it's really fun for me. So if you want to write me any messages, you can find me on Instagram at, in, at, at, at Ingaroo, I-N-G-A-R-O-O. Yes. And I'm always getting lots of messages from the people that I see every week. And sometimes people are emailing me and wanting to talk about Ingrid. Oh, that's and, so and, you know, one of the things that, I was hearing about this past week was Ingrid's date. Really? Okay, and I had, I, <laughs> well, I had one client reach out to me and tell me that <clears throat> she also has been offered to be a companion for somebody yeah, and she, get paid. And she wrote to you too. She, you, I think she said, Scott said to reach out to you. Yeah. So I wrote her back this morning and I'm pretty excited. I hope everything works out for her. He, I guess he asked if she wanted to go on like a vacation with him. Okay. So wow. I just gave her a bunch of little tips on, you know, how, you know, what I would charge or how I would handle it or what questions to ask and mm-hmm. all that. And I really hope that that works out because that would be so cool for her. I'm like, I want to get paid to go on vacation, bitch. That's so cool. <laughs> I have someone else, another client. That would be awesome. Yeah. Does someone want to pay me to go on vacation? Uh I also have another client who was like, I think that the guy that Ingrid went on a date with is using her as a beard. Do you know what that means? Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Because she's like, if there's no sexual tension or anything, then. Uh, I mean, there is, but he's not creepy about it, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like maybe if he was like bringing me to like his. I mean, he did invite me to New Year's like with his friends and stuff, but. I'm like, I feel like that's when you're like, oh, okay, I want to show off that I'm like with a girl. 
like I mean in case anybody doesn't know that means like if you're gay and you want to pretend like you're not gay then you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you bring them to your like family event so you can tell show everyone that you're not the opposite of whatever anyone thinks you are yeah yeah I thought that was a funny observation I was like I don't know I'll have to bring that up to Ingrid and see what no, she I mean says. I guess I was saying that I'm not like you know nothing else is happening I'm just going on a date with him but there is like you know a little bit of affection and make him feel like it's an authentic date mm -hmm. like holding hands and like mm. you know sitting close all those things yeah wow fascinating um so and then fascinating. another dancer or i'm not sure if she's a dancer she said it was a another sex worker just wrote and said she loves she's been listening for a year and she really loves that i talk about it on the podcast because it makes her feel like she's like worthy of all of the things and yeah yeah, Absolutely. you guys are all worthy of all the things. I feel You're... I feel extra lucky because I mean I have you, Scott, who's just very supportive and non-judgmental. And luckily, like my parents are very cool. Like my aunt listens to the podcast. She also gets readings from you. My cousin, the same her daughter gets readings from you. She listens to the podcast. And I've had a couple people in my life that weren't as supportive, but for the most part, I think I've been received really well. Mm. So I think that that really helps. And the I mean, my sister wasn't super into it and she kept kind of pushing me to like take other jobs, like mm -hmm. not like outwardly against it, but like, what's an example? Subtly, she would just be like, oh, you should apply for this like restaurant job in Orange County. I'm like, bitch, I'm not driving an hour to Orange County to go wait <laughs> tables. It's not happening. And yeah. I think I finally told her, I'm like, please stop recommending me jobs because I'm not going to do that. Not going to go back to school and do hair because that's what she does. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go work at a restaurant in Orange County an hour from my house. I'm going to work at the club. So, and, and what did she say when you told her that? I mean, I told her a couple times, like, I don't want to do that. But then the last time she was like, okay, I understand. Cause I was like, I don't, I want you to stop offering me those jobs because I don't want them. I'm not going to do that. So that makes no sense for me. I'm not going to, yeah, go back to school and I'm not going to drive to Orange County for, for that. And she was like, okay. But like the first couple of times I feel like she just didn't really get it. I'm like, I feel like I said it, but I wasn't like stern enough. I was just like, no, thanks. Yeah. So being a little more direct. Yeah. And then direct. My... <laughs> That's the North node in Aries direct. So. And then I have one. Say? Oh, I have one friend who is like very against it. She's like, oh, you're promoting misogyny and it's only damaged people work there. And just like anytime there was something she had to like. She had to have like an argument about it. And we just don't, we basically just don't talk anymore. Mm. That's been like the last maybe like six months. And we've texted for long? like, mm -hmm, or my birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. It was the last time I think we saw each other. Maybe I picked something up in her house after that. Or whenever she moved, I helped her move. And then after that, it was, it's been very minimal contact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We wrote each other for like Thanksgiving and like New Year's. We sent like two or three texts just saying like, you know, we hope each other are well, but we were like in like daily contact before that. So, you know, yeah. it feels, it feels better. I'm like, I do care about her, but we can't seem to agree on that. And it's a big part of my life. And I mm -hmm. don't want to have to feel like I am being judged all the time. Cause that's not fun. Exactly. You know, it's interesting this year, we're going to be moving into uh, Pluto and Aquarius and it's going to be there for a few months and then it's going to back into Capricorn and then it's going to move fully into Aquarius for good from in 2024 until 2044. And that's going to be a 20 year period 
where we're going to be transforming our relationship to the community and embracing our individuality. And we're going to have to get used to the fact that there's people that are very different from us, that have very different points of view, very different perspectives on life, but they're here on planet earth too. And so and we got to share We got to share it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, part of it's understanding that your friend can have her point of view and you can have your point of view. You, you can do what you want to do and, and your sister thinks what she thinks or whatever. And, you know, life goes on. Like we don't have to force somebody to be something that different than what they are because we don't like what they are. That's really such a big theme for 2023. I mean, I think in all relationships, I think that we have a certain expectation of what it should be, whether it's a business partnership, a romantic relationship, a family relationship. It's like we get disappointed and we can harbor a lot of resentment and judgment when we decide that we want people to be who we, who we think they should be or who we want them to be. And when we learn to accept them for who they are, then there's just so so much more ease and acceptance and yeah, peace in the relationship when you can just, I mean, even then like my parents, like I remember growing up like teenage, early twenties, I just felt really mad that they weren't who I wanted them to be the ideal parent. I wanted them to be different. And when I finally was able to let that go, we have such a better relationship. Like, and I think my sister is like kind of coming into that space slowly. Like as we get older, we learn that, you know, we don't always get what we want. We get what we get. (laughs) So, and just being more compassionate about where everyone else is in their life. Like it's not always about us. It's about the other person and what they've been through. Well, the question is for you, it's like, how do you feel about what you do? You know, I mean, that's another big theme with Uranus transiting through Taurus. Taurus is self-worth and what you value, your likes and dislikes. Uranus is the great disruptor. It's the rebel. And so, you know, you are, this is a period where we need to claim our financial independence. And part of claiming our financial independence is by finding work that is within your value. How do you make money? And do is the way that you make money within your, your value system? Do you spend your money in areas that make you feel valued? Does making the money that you make doing what you do make you feel valued? That's the question. How does in how does that feel to you? Ingrid? Is that a question for me? Oh, okay. Sure. Um, I mean, because I'm talking to you, but it's for everyone to ask, you know. But I'm just curious from your own perspective. I mean, sometimes when I'm having like, I, it, there's like both ends of the spectrum. It's like when I'm making really good money at work, I feel like I get high off of the money. Like I could go in having a bad day, and then once I'm like, oh my god, I'm making money. I feel appreciated. I feel. I just feel very attached to the material. So like the more money I have, the more I feel like fulfilled. I'm like, I'm going to be okay. There's stability, there's safety. I feel like connected to my job when I'm making money. And when I'm not making money at work, that's a whole nother story. Then I can get like very depressed. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like I, I started, I started working days last summer 
which I felt like was really good for me just because I don't like going to bed at five in the morning kind of fucks up the whole rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But there was like a two slow weeks and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to go back to nights. Like it makes me feel horrible. Like it's really bad for my mental health when it's slow there, mm-hmm. but trying to just be a little more flexible with it and starting the new year, I'm going to try working days again because it really affects my sleep and my mental health and just my productivity. Like I woke up this morning I didn't get good rest, but I woke up, I stretched for 15 minutes. I set a little timer. I had breakfast, like a healthy breakfast. I had like yogurt and pineapple and like pine nuts. And I posted something on Instagram because I felt like connected to myself and like part of the community, which I don't do very often. I feel like when I'm feeling good, it feels fun to post Mm. and, you know, cleaned up my house a little bit and you know got ready took a shower like organized my space before meeting you and there's no I don't do that when I'm working the night before I just barely am alive I'm like maybe I'll drink a sip of water (laughs) my hair looks insane I don't feel like rested and I don't feel present a lot of the time when I'm staying up that late so I'm not really sure where I was going with that part but well we're talking about values and when we were talking about values what you value is making money Mm -hmm. and you value getting good rest And, uh, if you're not making money yeah, and being productive, but the reason why money is such a big thing for you is because we've talked about this before, but for anyone who's new listening, if, if you're somebody who's born with the moon in Taurus or in the second house, like Ingrid is born with the moon in the second house, you're somebody who is emotionally fulfilled by feeling that material security. And in order to feel that material security, money is a big theme. Uh, so you're going to say something. Um, I wanted to say something. I did want to say something. (laughs) Oh, so part of this productivity, I mean, I started the year being like, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I was saying, all we've been doing is putting out the podcast. We show up here. We made the book. If anyone's interested, there's the basics of astrology. Mm -hmm. It's kind of meant to go with the podcast, go with the website. Um, you can go to theweeklytransit.com and get the book there. That's also on Amazon. And it's all just paired to learn the basics of astrology. We'll go into mm-hmm. that more when we get into the episode. You'll see some previews. Scott will show you. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to make a bigger effort to grow the podcast and grow our listenership. And if I want to do that, I need to get good rest so I can be productive and present in the daylight hours because that's when I feel alive. So I was going to ask everyone. I started listening to a bunch of other like wellness, self-help education type of podcasts and looking to be guests on other people's podcasts. So if any of our listeners have any recommendations for who you think we'd be a good fit with, we would love to, we'd love to hear your recommendations for who we might be a good, a good fit with. Cause I can awesome. only listen to so many podcasts and I bet you guys have some really great recommendations. I love so it. you can, you can write Scott at the weekly transit or you can write me at Ingaro I N G A R O O. Yes. Should we get into the week? Because I know we have a little. Let's get into the week. Yeah. Um, This is the week of January 9th through the 15th. So we'll begin with Monday, January 9th. Uh, We've got here the, we've got Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in Aquarius, the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer aligning in a supportive trine with mars the god of war 
the planet of action, aggression, and conflict retrograde in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. So this is the god of war, Mars, aligning with the goddess of love and beauty, Venus, in a very supportive alignment here. So it's a nice way to start the week. Uh, Mars is going to be completing its retrograde transit this week. It basically spends like the whole month of January at eight degrees. So if you have anything in your astrological code in an air sign, a fire sign or a mutable sign at or near to eight degrees, uh, you are getting a boost of energy in that area. Uh, if it's a square, it might not feel good. It might feel like you're dealing with some conflicts. Uh, but this is hopefully going to um, create some sort of positive movement with regards to community relationships. It's really about uh, asking questions. Mars moving through Gemini is asking questions. So like when you when you think about like what you were talking about, Ingrid, with your sister or your friend disapproving of, of what you do for work, you know, a, a way that would be helpful for them uh, and you would be to ask them questions, you know, why is this concerning to you? But then asking you questions about, well, why do you do this? You know, what or what what's your motivation to, to work in a strip club? I mean, what help I mean, me what, understand? I mean, with the one friend, she asked me a million questions and it was just always an argument. No matter what, mm. no matter what I said, it was wrong to her. I was not allowed to feel that way. I was not allowed to feel valued. And that was just like, that was like a big contention point. So Gemini is, is asking questions from a positive perspective. Yeah. An actual you know? curiosity. Instead exactly. Of not, not a judgment. Like I think of, you know, Barbara Walters who just passed away. She's the, she's my example that I always use for everyone who was born with the North node in the third house, which is associated with the third sign, which is Gemini or, uh, or the North node in Gemini. Uh, she's my example because she was born with the moon in Gemini. And she is somebody who, if you, when you saw her interviewing somebody, it was never from a place of judgment. It was always from a place of general curiosity. She didn't assume that she had the answer of what the person was going to say. She was asking the question to, because she was genuinely curious. And that's why she was such a great interviewer because people were willing to share about themselves because they realized that they weren't being judged by her. Yeah. They don't so, feel like they have to like be defensive. They can actually be honest and open Yes, and feel yeah accepted. Exactly. And so that is what this Mars in Gemini energy is all about. It's about asking questions from a truly positive perspective. Like you're genuinely curious, like I want to learn. And when you think about Mars retrograde in Gemini, as I've said many times before, but I'll say it again, the last time Mars was retrograde only in Gemini was October 1943 to January 1944, which was World War II. And the time before that was October 1868 to January 1865, which was during the Civil War. Those were both periods of time where you had people that were so firm in what they believed that and didn't care what the other side had to say that they were willing to kill each other over it. 
And we're in that time period again. So rather than uh, going to war. It definitely feels that way. (laughs) People are about to kill each other over not agreeing. It's just like we have all these judgments about like the Middle East. There's always conflicts. And I mean, I'm not the most up on the news updates, but in general, it seems like there's always a conflict there forever. And over here, I feel like a lot of people are just so judgmental, like, oh, can't there just be peace? And I can't everyone agree. And now over here, nobody can agree. And everybody's so mean. They can't even, they can't even hear someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Just even if someone, like, no one can even learn from someone's perspective because you're not alle- even allowed to have one, which to me is beyond frustrating. It makes me not want to connect with people when they act like that, when I can't even ask an actual genuine question or have a wrong opinion like how am I supposed to even learn about the other side if I'm not allowed to question it or know why you have those views exactly and when you think about this Aquarius energy with Venus and we talked about Pluto moving into Aquarius this year Aquarius is about individuality so the the light side of the coin is where we live in a society where everybody's views are are accepted. Even if it's a view that like, I totally don't agree with that person. I think that person's view is complete trash, but you know what? They have the right to have that view and I'm not going to try to force them to see things differently. Um, And, and I don't want them to force me either. Like we just accept each other. The shadow side of this energy is where everybody has to speak the same way, think the same way, do the same thing, where we all become like the Stepford wives. Dude, that's how LA feel or that's how LA has been feeling for the past like three years now. Two mm-hmm. years, three years. I just feel like, yeah. And yeah. it's so weird. I'm like, how is that supposed to be the norm that no one can have an opinion? Otherwise, you're canceled. That's just ridiculous. Yes. Yes. And you know, that's how some places are. It's become very tribal in the United States. Like if if you want, uh, if you're on the right, then you live in Florida. If you're on the left, you live mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. And there's no sort of political diversity in some of these places. Yeah. There's no balance. It's very out of whack. And so Aquarius in its lighter form is about balance and equanimity among everybody in the group. And so uh, this alignment with Mars and Venus is hopefully going to help the conversation in the community where we can get together, we can ask questions, and everybody has an opportunity to share their perspective to receive questions, to answer questions, and not be interrupted when answering their question. And then I did want to say real quick that if you see the the slides that Scott's pulling up, if you want to follow along, that's when you go to theweeklytransit.com, pull up the forecast, and you can see the image along with all the questions and prompts he asks about the week. So you can go through each day there, and then you can like it's meant to go with this and then you grab your book and you can follow along. It decodes each of the, the signs and the symbols on there. Awesome. Um, um, 
And I did want to mention, I don't want to go on too big of a tangent, but I was listening to some other astrology podcasts, just seeing who was sponsoring them and all that stuff. But there was just like a huge thing about this uh, Pluto and Aquarius and about the kind of, I mean, to me, the first thing I think of is Pluto, death, death of the old ways in the community. So everything is going to shift. And a lot of the conversation was about AI Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the fears people have and how it kind of maybe mirrored what maybe our grandparents or parents went through a bit when like computers, cell phones, the internet came to be. So maybe on a smaller scale, it's it's very scary, especially as like an artist and stuff. It's like, are we going to be replaced? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, that was a big conversation. Maybe we can move into the week. I'm not sure if that relates oh, yeah. in any we, way we to, can... to that. Yeah, because Aquarius is, you know, think of the, to make it simple, you know, to make it simple and go back to the, the basics. Like when you think of Aquarius, you want to ask yourself four questions. What is the element? What is the modality? What is the planetary ruler? What is the symbol? The symbol for Aquarius is the water bearer. And the water bearer is that person that invented the jug and the invention of the jug and then the aqueducts and irrigation created greater independence for everybody else in the village. It was this new technology because before the jug, people went down to the river and they bathed and drank water like an animal. And then the jug made it so that not everybody had to go down to the, to the river uh, to bathe and drink water like an animal. Just a couple people could go down there, fill the jugs and carry them back to the village. So Aquarius is the sign of invention. So I believe that between 2024 and 2020, 2024 and 2044, we will have an advancement in technology that will be like going from the light bulb to the iPhone. I mean, it's yeah, going I to, believe it. There's going to be sure. so many changes that happen so quickly. And on one side, on light side, on the light side, it's going to be amazing. But then there's going to be the shadow side. It's just like when you look at the the, the smartphone and it's it's very convenient because there's all this information in your pocket. But then there's the flip side where it's like you spend all day just staring at the screen. I mean, the convenient, the first thing I think of is I remember being in high school printing out a fucking map quest and and like going to the address with, a, with an actual piece of paper you had to have a printer and then even before that we used to carry around like a an atlas what the hell do you call them like a book with all the streets in the city you go look up this cross street thomas like, guide yeah it's like c3 a4 and you like you're like oh that's the address how do i yeah. get there and like now yeah. we just look at our, our phone just tells us how to get there and I mean, I love it. At first, I thought it was, I remember the first road trip me and my friend Erica went on and she had a Garmin. So there was still mm-hmm. a phone separate than the GPS. Yeah. And I, for some reason, it annoyed me to no end. I was like, God damn it. She will not, like, she has to be obsessed with this Garmin and how long is it going to take the whole time? And I was like, I just didn't want it. I didn't want it. It mm-hmm. was giving me anxiety and I just felt like so much pressure and like, why do we need to pay attention that much? And then now, of course, I'm just like, my dad will never look at his GPS. I think he's just opening up to it. He calls me on the phone every time he comes to LA, gives me cross street, says he's lost. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> open your phone. <laughs> open your phone. 
Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I told him like, you have to use it because I'm not going to give you directions anymore. You're going to have to mm-hmm. figure it out because that's just, it say, it does. It's the convenience saves so much time. I mean, his paranoia is like, they're following me. I'm like, but who's following you? What are you in the like KGB? Like nobody cares about what you're doing. I mean, and, well, the- and that's maybe some of the, that's the shadow side though, where people are fearful that it's like, it's like transhumanism, you know, how long before the iPhone is just a part of our body. And it's like, you have a microchip in your brain that's telling you where to go, what to do and all these different things. You know, when I first moved to LA in 1998, everybody said one of the first things you have to do when you move to LA is buy a Thomas guide, which is that, that map. Um, where you I go, I like, imagine <laughs> navigating LA as a new person without my GPS. I would lose it. It is. It's wild. So we're going to continue talking about Aquarius. It's a big theme this week because Venus is transiting through Aquarius and it's connecting to a lot of different points. On Tuesday, January tenth, Venus, which we just looked at yesterday, connecting to. Uh, Mars is now in direct alignment, a square, a stressful aspect to the North Node, which is the karmic pathway of the soul or soul's purpose, which is transiting through the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus. So this is, this is figuring out like, what do I value? What do I value? I value money. I value sleep. What are my likes and dislikes? I like this type of food. I like that type of food. I like this type of uh, restaurant or film or show or whatever. Who are my community that align with this? So the square means that you know maybe you're you're looking at your community. You're looking at the people that surround you, that you're involved with in a group or a club or an organization. You're like my values do not align with their values. Yeah. I mean, the first thing now, I think of is, sorry. No, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Where do I fit in? That's the first question that came to mind for me. Where do mm-hmm. I fit in, in my community? Mm-hmm. And like, well, that sucks to ask the question if the question is, or I mean, if the answer is I, I don't fit in where I'm at, like it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable confrontation when you aren't fitting in. But it's the uncomfortable confrontation, I think, that we need to face. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't fit into where you are, what does that mean? Does that mean you leave and find a group that you do fit in with? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or maybe the community that you're in or the group that you're in accepts you for being different than them. Well, if they're not accepting you for who you are, then they're not really, I mean, you could still call them your community, but that's not real. That right. If they accept you and you're not being your true self also, then that's a facade and you're never going to feel fulfilled from someone accepting you for who you're not. Exactly. So it, I think it maybe boils down to acceptance. Like, are you being accepted by your community or by the group for what you value? Yeah. Do they, do they find value in you and your your differences and do you find value in all the individuals within the group oh is my God. everybody I mean, that's a, yeah that's, that's a really good question also it's like you can be accepted but then if you don't actually like the people or accept the people that you're in community with well that's not a good fit either exactly fuck exactly so i mean and, that's, and that's the perfect example of how a square is 
it's just, it's uncomfortable. That doesn't mean it's a good, like, it's not good or bad. It's uncomfortable, but it's necessary to confront these things or we're never going to have find any sort of peace or happiness or um, feeling like we fit in in the world. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. I love it. Thank you, Ingrid. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday, January 11th, another square. Now we're looking at Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, and the planet of consciousness, communication and coordination. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Scott is saying, when you look at this alignment, if you want to see what we're looking at, if you go mm. to YouTube or on Spotify, there's a video option. So we're presenting all of the stuff that we are looking at there. So go yes. find us on YouTube or on Spotify and you can see our beautiful faces and all of the alignments that uh, we are seeing in front of us. Absolutely. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah. So Mercury transiting retrograde, creating that disruption, forcing us to review and reassess and redo something that we've said, perhaps uh, our thoughts, reflection there, transiting backwards, retrograde through the cardinal earth signs symbolized by the goat Capricorn, squaring off with Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire signs symbolized by the ram, Aries. So the ram doesn't think before it smacks horns with another ram in order to establish dominance to lead the herd. But the goat takes its time assessing what which step to take in order to ascend to that next ledge. So there is some conflict here, perhaps with communication that is involving any insecurities that you may have, uh, any fears about speaking forth from a place of authority and understanding that this is what I know and what I know is applicable to me, which may be different than what you know. And I respect that and appreciate that, but we all have our own perspective here. So uh, you may be facing some fears or some insecurities about speaking up for yourself. Well, when I see it, um, Capricorn, I think of like doing the work. So uh, that the conflict of Mercury is like thinking about what we're going to do before we do it. And then the other one is like the Aries energy where you're just doing without thinking. So I feel like we might be stuck in some sort of a limbo in, in the doing part of it, like, um, some indecision on how we should move forward. So how, how do we, do we sit with that? Like, what do we do with that type of energy when it feels like kind of like opposites pulling on you? I think it just kind of depends, you know, it's like Mercury is retrograde. So, uh, if you're being impulsive about something that, that wasn't on your plate Mm -hmm. prior to the retrograde, then you probably want to hold back and just take your time before you decide to leap into this new situation. But if in the retrograde began on uh, December 29th, uh, but if you're, if you're somebody who maybe you've been holding back too much from Mm -hmm. actually doing something that you need to get done. Now's the time where you're, you're being given that push. It's like, you got to get this done before the end of the retrograde, which is uh, January 18th. Let's get it done before then. 
I feel like that's me just procrastinating on finishing exactly. these products, even like the podcast stuff. I'm like, oh, I have all these ideas, but always feeling burnt out and not being able to complete something like, yeah, if all of a sudden I was like, oh, I want to do more with the podcast out of nowhere. I'd be like, okay. But I'm like, that's been on my plate for a while. So yeah, exactly. Finishing, well, finishing all the things. Ex this is retrograde is really a period of completion. You know, it's, it's like so often people are like, oh, retrograde, I'm just going to like hide in my house and not go. It's like, okay, well, if when you're in your house, you're getting stuff done uh, because especially Mercury and Capricorn, Capricorn is about completion. It's about getting to the top of the mountain. It's not about necessarily starting a new project. It's about finishing a project. Oh and that's gosh. what retrogrades about. It's like, let's not add anything new to our plate. Let's finish the 10 other things that are already on our plate. You know, I'm starting to kind of look forward to retrogrades specifically for this because I am really good at procrastinating and I'm also really good at starting 10,000 projects and never, and then I can't finish anything. So it's like, mm -hmm. I love to have new ideas. I get like addicted to that new energy and it's always a reminder to be like, okay, yeah, you have a million ideas, write them down, revisit them later, finish your shit, finish mm -hmm. all the shit because you can't you're never going to go anywhere if you have a thousand projects and you never complete them. So I, yeah, I used to feel nervous about the retrograde. I'm like, Oh, communication is sticky and like things are falling apart. And it's like, you know what? Things are always falling apart and you just need to get over it. And you just need to be diligent and keep moving forward. Even when you feel like things aren't easy, it's fine. It's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Ingrid. Okay. Let's move on to Thursday, January 12th. Ooh, this is like a got, combo of Monday and yesterday, kind of? Exactly. Yeah. Because now we've got Venus in Aquarius forming a sextile with Chiron in Aries. So that's a very positive aspect. It's uh, Aquarius, which is air. Aries, which is fire. Air fuels fire. Fire raises the air. So that is creates a really nice frequency where maybe we're able to face some of our insecurities with regards to relationships in the community and be ourselves, allow our, our freak flag to fly. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what, everyone's going to accept me who, who is supposed to accept me. And those that don't, don't, you know, and I'm not going to, not going to let it stop me from being me. And by me being me, I'm going to encourage just by doing and being myself, being authentic, other people to also be who they are. And in that, we might actually realize that, you know, I didn't think anyone in this group was like me. I thought I was the black sheep, but I realized like we're all freaks here. I didn't realize that until I allowed my freak flag to fly. So that could be what's happening here on Thursday. Uh, of course, there's Mars also, which ends its retrograde today. Mars has been retrograde since October 30th, uh, moved into its retrograde shadow on September 3rd. Uh, it moves out of its retrograde shadow on March 15th. So just because the retrograde's over, it's going to take Mars isn't even it's January 12th right now. Mars isn't even moving to nine degrees until January 24th. So it's going to be at eight degrees for the next 12 days. Uh, but hopefully by February and then definitely by March, you're starting to feel that 
everything that you've been working towards is now being given the boost that you've wanted to have over the last few months that you haven't. Uh, but continue to have the courage to gather information, ask questions, remain curious, optimistically curious. Well, I mean, I think the perfect example of this type of alignment is me putting myself out there with being in sex work and dancing. And so that's like being in the community and the Aries energy of being able to share it, even though maybe it won't fit in, but then it's inspiring other people to feel more accepted. Like the girl that wrote me and said like, thanks for sharing this. I feel like, you know, I'm not alone. And then the other girl started asking me questions, which is that Gemini uh, and Mars energy. So being direct in the communication and being curious, maybe she, that's not normally what she does, but she was like, oh my gosh, you shared about it. And then someone asked me if they could pay me to go on vacation. Okay. Like <laughs> that, that's like the perfect reflection of that. Yes. I mean, I just think about how far you've come in your self-expression over the last almost three years that we've been doing this podcast. And the more that you have authentically put yourself out there, you've not only received so much support and encouragement and uh, from people that you don't know that are also like in a similar situation with you that appreciate you and your authenticity, but also from your own family uh, and the appreciation that you're receiving from them. Yeah. I don't think I would have like one of my cousins we have connected through Instagram and she listens to the podcast. And I don't think that if I would be putting myself out there as much, we wouldn't have as much to connect on. And it also made me feel so accepted to have somebody from the other side of my family that I feel like is much more conservative, be curious and accepting of, of my life. And yeah, even just one of my aunts lives out here. I don't know. It just feels, I feel more, I mean, I guess authentic is the right word and accepted when I'm actually putting myself out there. Every time I share something new, I would get so nervous. I'm like, Oh my God, should I have shared that? Is that too much, Scott? Like, fuck, should I delete that part? Like we don't usually delete parts. Usually it's like one of us like coughing or like, you know, someone's ringing the doorbell or something, but every time there's some sort of new opening where I'm sharing more, I get, uh, yeah, I get scared. And, but then every time Scott's like Ingrid, everything you say is awesome. Like he's always such an amazing cheerleader. He's like, if you don't feel comfortable, it's fine. But like, just be yourself. And people mm -hmm. love that. And every single time, that's when I get the biggest response from listeners is when I share something new and I'm just like, oh my God. Every time Scott's like, oh, we got all these messages now. Remember when you were nervous <laughs> to share? Exactly. Exactly. And and this, this goes back to what we were just saying, where, you know, Chiron is in Aries Aries is authenticity. Chiron is the wound and Mercury or Venus in Aquarius. That's relationships in the community. So if you're in a group and you feel like, you know, these, these people, they don't reflect me. They're nothing like me, but have you been authentic? Because if you haven't been authentic, then what they're reflecting to you is your inauthenticity. Once you start showing your authenticity, then you might be surprised that then people they might accept you. Exactly. They're like, they like share you just said about exactly like you just said about someone in your family who comes from the conservative side of the family. You're like, they're never gonna I'm never gonna relate to them. And now you're super close with one of your cousins over there because she understands 
and relates to you. And if you weren't authentic, she never would have known and never would have opened up to you. Okay, so Friday, Friday, January 13th, we've got Mercury retrograde again in Capricorn, aligning with the North Node in Taurus. And we've got the Sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Capricorn, aligning in a supportive sextile with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, which is ruled by Neptune, Pisces. So a lot of supportive energy today. You know, Mercury retrograde aligning with the North Node in in Taurus. This is maybe having some conversations with people from your past, reassimilating your self-worth, your value. You know, like what we were talking about yesterday. Someone contacts you from the past and is like, I heard you on the podcast. I didn't realize that's what you thought, or that's and that's I relate to that so much. So connecting maybe with people from the past maybe authority figures that are reflecting, respecting, honoring your self-worth and what you value. The sun aligning with Neptune brings a lot of healing into, into the realm, into the ethereal realm here, the uh, material realm on planet earth. You know, it's about bringing your dreams into reality. When you truly recognize and understand who you are and, and you're appreciating yourself authentically, then you have the faith that you can actually accomplish what you want to achieve. You recognize that, no, I see what I'm meant to achieve. I can do it. I believe in myself. And all of those doubts that I had, I'm going to have compassion for myself for that. So where can you show yourself compassion with regards to any doubts that you've had about accomplishing and achieving your goals? And who would you like to connect with or communicate with in sharing your self-worth and what you value and asking them what they value about themselves as well and seeing the reflection between you and another. Um, you actually sent me last week's uh, alignments. Will you pull the thing, the chart up again? Oh, I did? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't know why I did that. So. Um, so I was thinking that this feels you said like a healing day with that Pisces energy mm -hmm. it's like maybe we're feeling accepted for who we are and maybe like the work that we're doing because the Mercury and Capricorn energy is like the mind and our work and then Taurus and self-worth and maybe like the idea of our unconscious and like maybe our dreams like our dreams are now coming into reality and we're actually getting accepted and being able to live out our dreams. Exactly. Maybe it was very uncomfortable possibly to get there. Maybe we saw that earlier in the week. And now we're feeling like an ease about uh, everything that we kind of, all the work that we put in. We're getting a yes. little bit of a reward. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then I did want to touch, I think it was Wednesday when there was the square. Yes, with uh, Chiron and Mercury. Yeah, and I asked you know, what do we do since there is this like conflict of energy? And then I was just thinking astrology is so nice because sometimes we don't really need to do anything. We're just be we're being made aware of the, the energy that's happening and just knowing that it's okay. Like it's uncomfortable, but we're all experiencing it. So just 
knowing that that's going to happen will take away some of its power instead of just getting obsessed on like, you know, what do I do in this situation? It's like, maybe you do nothing. Maybe you just recognize that sometimes you're going to have conflicting ideas in your mind because it's, we're human and that's just how we are. We're going to have a push and pull and we just need to sit with that. There's so much power in awareness. When you're aware, then you can decide what to do, when to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you don't have to do anything. It's just about acknowledging that this is what I'm thinking or this is what I'm feeling and sitting with it until you're ready to say something about it or do something about it. Sometimes the pot needs to boil for a little bit before you can, the food actually cooks. Hmm. Okay. Saturday. Oh, and, yeah. And then what? Before we get Talk to, to the weekend, do we want to thank yeah. our sponsor? Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you, Ingrid always keeping us on task. Thank you so much. Uh, While you're pulling that up, um, if you want to support the podcast, you can do a few things. You can go subscribe on YouTube. You can write us a review. You can share it with your friends. Those are all free ways to help us gather, share more of the information with people. And if you want to support financially, you can purchase the book, The Basics of Astrology. Um, or you can go to anchor it's in the show notes and you can fuck what am I even saying? If you, if you want to support financially, you can go to the show notes. There's a support link and you can donate monthly $1, $5 or $10. And we absolutely love that you all support us. We really appreciate it. And Scott has a list of all the lovely people who very donate to the podcast. Yes. Very grateful. Thank you to Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Janelle, Nicole, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, mm-hmm. Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Merdinas, Aline, Robin, Stephanie, Brenna, Cassie, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Clarissa, and Amber. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Very grateful for you all. Did I get all the things? I feel like somehow I'm yeah. all out of order today with. No, I think, yeah, I think you've answered, you've, you've said everything. Yeah. Also, if anyone lives in Orange County, my sister works at Sage on 17th and she is outrageous. She specializes on in blondes and extensions. That's her, her go-to, but she also cuts hair and she got me this crazy ass shampoo uh, from Oribe and my hair looks so sick. It's only like half dry and it looks so pretty. Anyways, I was just admiring my my curls <laughs> so if anybody lives in the orange county area you should go see her at her salon it's so beautiful she let me come in a couple weeks ago to cut and you know condition and all this stuff i just haven't really been into a nice salon i don't know they're just their neck rests are like leather and they're so comfortable when they wash your hair and they have like these beautiful capes that they put on you i was like this is so fancy and then they mm-hmm. wash your hair with like the most expensive hair products that even exist my friend, I, my sister sent me home with something and my friend saw it in my shower and she was like, where the fuck did you get that? Where did you get that? Because this is so expensive. I was like, I don't know. My sister gave it to me and she found out they just like wash your hair. You could just pick from like all these amazing products to put in your hair and try out there. So anyways, that's my little plug for my sister. I love it. I love Killing it. it out there. So if you're blonde or you want extensions, she's your girl. And oh, by the way, her name is Angela Iverson. S-E-N. Well, you have my name on here, but yeah. yeah, if anyone's interested, write me and I will send you a link to where you can 
<laughs> I get your hair did. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. God, Andrew. I know you want to, you're probably looking at getting extensions. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get my <laughs> extensions done, the coloring, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, uh, Gabriella just cut my hair in the back yard yesterday. So that's how I Fancy camps. <laughs> I bet it's amazing. She's good at everything she does. Yeah, she did all right. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's very great. I love it. Uh, Okay, so Saturday, January 14th, Venus again in Aquarius, now squaring off with Uranus. So this is sort of Uranus is the primordial sky god, the, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected and the planetary ruler of Aquarius. But Uranus is in Taurus, squaring off with Venus, the planetary ruler of Taurus. So we've got these two planets that are transiting through the sign that the other one rules. So it's kind of like upside down. It's Venus is in is in Uranus's sign, Aquarius, and Uranus is in Venus's sign, Taurus. So some sort of shakeup here coming with relationships, a breakup, a shakeup. You know, we're we're embracing our individuality. We're expressing our self-worth and what we value, and it may ruffle some feathers in the wrong way. And if so, there may be some sort of revolution or rebellion within the relationship. Go with the flow. Don't cling to the way things have always been. Uh, Move with the energy. That's the best way to do this because you know, once the revolution starts, it's not over until it's over. There's no going back. So very intense energy here for relationships on Saturday, January 14th. I mean, it seems like maybe yesterday you were feeling accepted and included in the community for expressing yourself. And then maybe today, one of those people that you thought was accepting you or hadn't heard about the thing that you were sharing is now not not liking it. Yes. Love that. Yes. Or it could be, you know, you're in the group and you're like, I'm a stripper. And someone else is like, I'm a stripper too. And you're like, what? Oh my God. And then someone else finds out and doesn't like that person now. And now they're mad at you or who knows, you know, something like that. There's some sort of, some sort of rupture that's occurring here, but the rupture is occurring to, uh, to realign everybody essentially where they're supposed to be energetically. Okay, so Sunday, January 15th, the moon, first time we're talking about the moon this week, uh, the planet of emotions in the fixed water sign symbolized by the scorpion, Scorpio, directly opposite the north node in Taurus. So this is sort of solidifying something or maybe releasing something in terms of karmic bonds the bonds that we share with other people where you can't tell where you end and they begin. When they feel pain, you feel pain. When they feel joy, you feel joy. When they're angry at you, it keeps you up at night. These are the bonds that are forged through acts of intimacy, whether it be a verbal intimacy like a secret, a physical intimacy like sex, or a financial intimacy like sharing money. So these bonds are receiving some emotional sensitivity And they're opposing the North Node in Taurus, meaning that maybe we're looking, we're taking a deeper look at those that we're bonded to and seeing like, do they honor, reflect, or respect my values? Do I honor, reflect, and respect 
their values? You know, are there some secrets that I'm that I'm holding on to here? You know, the moon in Scorpio is a very secretive placement. People that are born with the moon in Scorpio typically are very hidden with their emotions. And so there may be a proclivity during this transit to hide from what you're feeling, uh, but you want to really take a deeper look at what you're feeling and relate it to your self-worth, your likes and dislikes, what you value. Yeah. I mean, after the week we had, when we're talking about the community, this day feels much more personal. Like you said, our, our karmic bonds, the people that are closest to us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, something happening there. I think it just, it gets more scary. Like to me, somebody coming into the club that I don't know, I could give a shit less, but when some of my friends are like, I want to come see you at work. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like my secret. <laughs> that's like my secret space where I don't yeah. feel like I don't care about anyone's opinion of me that doesn't know me, but like the closer it gets to you, the more that you're affected. If somebody doesn't like you, it's like, Oh, if someone in the community doesn't like me, like who cares? Yeah. Your deepest bonds when they're not accepting of you, or you're scared that they won't accept you. That gets like very scary. Mm -hmm. Much more yes. uncomfortable. Another way to look at it too, is like, if you've worked through this, all this energy during the week and you've been authentic and you're embracing your individuality and you're being accepting of everyone else's individuality, even if, they're them being different than you kind of ruffles your feathers the wrong way, but you're like, you know what? It's, it's them. It's not me. And they get to live their life the way that they want to live their life. They have the right to be independent. Then if that's how you're working with the energy during the week, then this can be a day where the bond is sort of deepened where you're like, I, yes, I can really connect to this person on a deep way in a deeper way because they're accepting of me. And I'm accepting of them. Yeah, you both feel like you can be more of yourself, even if you don't agree. You're, you still feel safe to to share. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so Is that it for the week. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's it for the week. So we'll get to some questions next week. I know we've got kind of a backlog of questions, so I'm gonna. Uh, write them down and we'll get to them next week. I keep telling people to write on like our Instagrams, but there's also, if you go on Spotify, there's a place where you can write questions, but also there's YouTube, which is an, a, another way you can write us questions. Yeah. We, typically we the, the way, platforms. typically the way that I do it is if you, if you send me a question on Instagram, I will respond and I'll answer it the best that I can. Um, same with, if you put a question on YouTube, I'll answer it there. Um, I try to answer all the comments or questions. And if you put it on Spotify, on, um, yeah, Spotify. on Spotify, mm -hmm. uh, if you put a question there, then I'm going to do my best to answer it on the podcast. Yeah. Those are the ones I go look at to yeah remind us everything else. Usually yeah. he'll respond through the, the application. So if you want to get it answered on the podcast, then write it through the Spotify app. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. You're welcome, Ingrid. Thank you. And then I was going to say, if you had questions that were like lingering last week, we did cover a bunch of questions. Was it last week? Yeah. It was either last week or the week before. I can't remember. Yeah. The whole beginning of the episode is I like think it was last five week. or six. Yeah. Yeah. A lot questions. of questions. So if you're yeah. wondering if yours got answered, um, it probably did last week. So yes. Yeah. Go check yes. And of course, if you're interested in learning how these transits are working with you specifically, 
contact me for a reading. You can schedule it through theweeklytransit.com. Okay, thank you, Scott. I'll see you next You're welcome, week. You're welcome, See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.